1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However,
1: it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find
2: Reese's now at a store near you. So one night it rained and the bus was supposed to leave at like, you know, like three in the morning or something. So, so Ron comes, he, he's, he has to sleep in a hotel so that he can actually get sleep. And sleep <laughs> so Ron shows up and we're still drunk being idiots and walking around in the rain somewhere or whatever. And Ron goes to pull the bus out and the bus gets stuck in the mud right so now you got three or four drunk idiots all with ideas of how we're going to get the bus out of the and we're like there's like these metal barricades we're trying to shove under the tires and we're slipping in the mud and falling and just laughing we're all covered in mud like I have another idea like you know like (laughs) and so then in the middle of all of that in the middle of all of that Manzi who's our cameraman who is probably drunker than anybody all of a sudden you see like a, a headlight headlight fire up, right? And Manzie like we see his headlight coming charging towards us and Ron we're all like what the fuck is that? And Manzie or, or no, Ron goes, "I think Manzi's in a a, a forklift." <laughs> sure he found a forklift that had keys in it and he comes charging over and he had this idea of like forklifting the and I can't, <laughs> I went running. I I got sober real fast. I went over. I was like, Man's. You can't do this. He goes, no, <laughs> I think it'll work. I go, even if it works, you can't do this. Like, it's not like, like there's like insurance and legalities and all kinds of stuff. Like, like we're just gonna call it tow truck. All right.
1: <laughs> Welcome, fellow lushes. Come on in. Pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. <laughs> perfect thank you so much all right welcome sir we uh hey
2: thanks guys
1: we, we really appreciate it we're uh we're we're trying hard to get our way into and in talking to comedians and uh i don't know if you know this but some of you aren't hard to aren't easy to deal with <laughs> or aren't easy to get scheduled i should say what
2: you're trying to work your way from talking to smoking hot chicks every episode to talking to uh <laughs> Smoking hot do Barbecue Pitmaster uh <laughs> comedians who are hard to schedule like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I
0: don't know you meant that as a reference to him, but others have been, or did you? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. <laughs> I didn't know if you were bash I guess right away. Yeah, yeah. Look no. No, all I'm saying is I've, I've we've tried. I know we've... what you mean. I know look, look, I I've I've tried to schedule stuff with comics too. Trust me. I know what you're talking about. We <laughs> our schedules are so irregular. Half yeah. of us aren't uh really uh good at organizational skills to begin with and then you start adding like flights and one-nighters and it's just like yeah we we're not good at at uh putting things on paper uh nice shirt by the way buddy I like I like that we are we are 100% um, way to pander right out the gate yeah, I was gonna say we are not against
1: uh above pandering to the guests 100% <laughs> Woo, baby.
2: there we go oh boy look at that nice i'll tell you
1: what i uh i love the color orange so i was like all right it works for me
2: done and done and also by the way uh not hard to figure out who's dimples and who's the beard
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh we got we got named by a flight attendant we've we've been told we shouldn't tell this story because we're going to order or royalties if we ever get big but we, uh, we, we jumped on a plane and she was like, Hey, look, here comes dimples in the beard. And when we went to do this thing, we were like, all right, that's perfect.
2: It worked. Yeah. That's great. That sounds like cartoon characters that are going to take over the world, like pinky in the brain, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like ah. dimples in the beard. Right. <laughs> we, we can start with that every night. What are we going to do tonight? Dimples. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's a great right. idea. Well, that's the, that's, the, that, that's the extent of my research is uh, dimples in the beard. I know that we're, Supposed to have cocktails, so I got an a- an IPA. We we want the old uh, fashions.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Ah, thank you. Yes. So that's my that that that's my sweet spot. My menu. I mean, look, I'll drink a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. But you asked me what my cocktail of choice is, yep. and I would say, depending on um, what mood or what I'm doing, uh, my three categories would be either a nice IPA right okay. this is from common space which is a, a brewery here in hawthorne that i actually even uh do a a show at once a month um oh, nice. so this is my favorite one this is a food fight it's called it's a hazy ipa okay um i like bourbon so either bourbon on on you know on rocks or if i'm out to dinner with my wife and i have someone who i know can make a nice cocktail then old-fashioned is always a very safe bet okay. um and then if it's more of a wine night, you know, then then I like a, a Merlot, which I know a lot of a lot of dudes aren't into Merlots, especially after the movie Sideways made them a little. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of look I down appreciate. on Merlots. Yes. Exactly. But,
0: but, but no, I, mean, I, I like
2: I like a Merlot. I'll drink a Cab. I'll drink a, a Malbec or a blend as well. But Merlot is my my choice. But it's 5 p.m. here, and I still got to take my kids shopping, so I can't <laughs> hop into the hard booze yet. But. I could drink an IPA all day long and still do uh, responsible shit. Well, we appreciate well, it.
1: Cheers. And let's get you introduced. We're talking to Dave Williamson, stand-up comedian, yeah. uh, pit, master, pit and, master, and water polo champion.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. Where's my <laughs> ring? I think my ring's right over here somewhere. I'll show it off. Uh, oh,
1: so conveniently right here. <laughs> you, you but
0: don't you wear know it? what? It's a great combination, so. You don't wear that thing out on the road? Uh, no way, dude. I will lose it if I wear that thing out. <laughs> That is that is a great combination. That is an that is a unique combination.
2: It is. It is. It's amazing. I haven't lost my wedding ring at this point in my life. It's, <laughs> it truly is a miracle. With all the hotels I've, I don't like 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 I'm not the kind of guy who could just leave my ring on 24 seven. Yeah. Like I have to take it off when I swim laps. I have to take it off to sleep most of the time. Um, although I'm getting so fat now that I've been leaving it on to sleep, it's in the ass to pull off. Got to um, leave it on by
1: default at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah. But for years I had to take it off to to sleep. And um it's a wonder I never left it behind in a hotel room somewhere that I was on the road working a gig. Right? Sure. Yeah. So oh, go ahead. Not to jump
0: ahead, but where where did you win the championship ring from for water polo?
2: So I actually have several. I- I'm the most oh. decorated assistant coach who shows up half the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I uh I coached with uh, one of my best friends down in Florida for years and years where I fell in love with coaching and, uh, we won several state championships down there. So I have like six rings from Florida, uh, like five or six of them are from the girls and one of them are for the boys. So the year that the girls and the boys both won a state championship in the same year, what we did for the coaches is instead of getting two smaller rings, we got one gigantic ring.
1: (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) So,
2: So that's my favorite one. And it's got the records on both sides. And then out here, uh, I started coaching just because I really like the community I live in, but it's a little bit of a different animal coaching out in California because water polo is so popular out here. It's like, you know, it's mm. like football in other parts of the country. Oh, wow. like water water polo is, is very, um, it, this is like the Mecca, you know? So it's very competitive. It's very hard uh, to win a championship. And um, our girls just put a run together this year and, uh, you know, we, we just we're peaking at the right time. And we, uh, we won the division four CIF championship, which is like California's um, version of a state champion. You can't have a, a true state champion because there's just too many teams. Sure. yeah. Uh, so they break it down by divisions and, and regions. So
1: well, shit, that's well, awesome. Well,
2: congratulations.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
2: thanks, man. It was a lot of fun and it was cool. Cause I love my community so much here. It was kind of cool to have like that civic pride and, yeah. uh, and, and do something for the town, you know?
1: And you're in, you're in Southern California?
2: Yep. I'm uh, five minutes from LAX airport. I live in a little town called El Segundo, and I love oh, it. It's the perfect. best. They call it Mayberry by the beach because it really does feel like a little Midwestern town. But like I said, you're wedged in between LAX, the beach, and an oil refinery. <laughs> and so it's just this weird little town that people don't even know exists, but it's just here. And uh, the show Parks and Rec was based on El Segundo. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, uh, some TV writer was living here, and he thought it was funny that every weekend uh, El, El Segundo Parks and Rec would just come up with some arbitrary reason to have a, um, you know, like a, a fair. It was just like the hometown fair the <laughs> <laughs> Easter fair. It was just like every weekend it was something. So he, he – there was actually a dude who worked for Parks and Rec here named Ron Swanson for decades. Oh, so he's, he's, okay. Yeah, he's retired now. So you know, for the TV show they set it set it in a small town in Indiana, but it really is where I live, El Segundo.
1: That's cool. I didn't
2: know that. Well, now everyone's gonna move there. Yeah. Right. Right. Now no. it's People get mad that I talk about it so much on podcasts because yes. they're like, "Hey, man, we're trying to keep it a secret." Yeah,
1: right, right. Last thing you need—people well, coming to you. Whatever
2: I'm doing is screwing the 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 uh, ability for me to buy a house here because properties just get harder and harder. <laughs> I need to I need to start rumors about a lot of drive-bys going on <laughs> around here. And- there you go. Exactly. There you, you it go. Spills.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. Where it was next, next to you. And it's
1: spilling over. Yes, exactly. just, yeah. Get just it goes, down to where
2: I could buy. And then all of a sudden I'll start pumping it back up.
1: Again. Just start dropping pictures of oil refineries all over Instagram. and be like,
2: look at my view. <laughs> <laughs> my backyard. <laughs> yeah. The, the oil refinery looks cool at night. It, it, you know, it looks like an oil refinery during the day and At <laughs> night. It actually looks pretty cool because it's like a bunch of lights all lit up. So it looks like a fake, batman skyline kind of you know like a oh yeah like like, uh you know like gotham city or whatever
1: sure sure so where did your love of water polo come from when did you start playing
2: so i didn't start playing till later years of um of high school but this i played every other sport for at least a year like i played every sport i played football wrestling golf basketball and i liked playing sports i liked being on teams but I never really truly understood what it was like to be passionate about a team sport until I played water polo. And I go, Oh, this is where it's at. But I grew up hmm. in the water. You know, I grew up uh, on a lake and, and going wakeboarding and all my buddies had jet skis and we'd go out jet skiing. And I, I, uh, I would go spear fishing out in the ocean. Like that was, that was my jam. Like, and, uh, you know, I, I just grew up in the water. Like, so it was very natural to me when I, when I found it, I go, Oh, this is kind of like, everything I love about football, basketball, and all those sports, but it's in the water where I'm actually fast on like on land. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, uh,
1: it looks like the most exhausting game you could ever play. It I is. Mean,
2: they they always have an article, every Olympics, every Olympics, it always comes out where it says like it, they rank like the most physically demanding sports and water polo is always number one.
1: Yeah. Oh, a, wow. It's insane. I mean, you're
2: basically treading water for how long, I mean, and then, Guys are trying to drown you, and <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's a lot of using your brain. It's a, which I like. It, it, it's so physical. It's everything that I loved about wrestling and football, where you're just knocking the crap out of each other. But it's also very cerebral. It, it, the The foul system's very different from any, every other sport, so you're almost like kind of like it, it's kind of like flopping in basketball, but it's like legal if you make it look good enough. You know, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and with with 90 of the game being played underwater it comes down to that a lot you know the ref can't see underwater so um so it's a lot of like if you're defending like you better have your hands up showing the referee that you're not grabbing that guy uh and you better have position before the ball comes in so that you don't get called up for something because it, it's a lot of that man it's a, it's a lot of it's a chess match but yeah. you're beating the crap out of each other at the same time
1: <laughs> perfect it sounds perfect so is there like a time limit for the rule
2: that you can have a guy underwater (laughs) uh yeah until the referee looks at you and you get caught (laughs) but I mean there's great videos uh on YouTube if you want to look it up and the women's game is uh possibly more brutal than the men's game um but there's there's a you know underwater cameras in some of the matches where you just see like them push someone underwater and they got their hands up showing the referee that they're not doing anything but they're stomping that person like deeper and deeper underwater jesus you know, like, christ <laughs> we don't deal with that so much in the high school level here but i mean when you got hungry playing croatia for a yeah. gold medal match you better believe they're doing that stuff
1: yeah that's what they live for yeah we <laughs> nice. knew it's, it's crazy it's idea. the
2: best sport it is the best sport it is so fun have you ever had a time where you like S- sucked in a bunch of water and had to be like, fuck, I am out of here. Like when somebody was holding you under, uh, no. I mean, I've definitely had some funny stuff happen to me in games as far as like getting into it. One time I was playing against, um, uh, this, this team where play- I think it was a club tournament, so it wasn't just colleges, it was like, um, uh, but there was this team that a lot of the guys were from like, uh, the military academy, right? So it was be hardcore dudes, excuse me. So, um, my team kept. You know, like in football, if you throw the ball over the middle and someone like goes up, like back in the day, you could just light that wide receiver up. Like, yeah, like, in like, the good like, old days. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it was your quarterback's fault. It wasn't even your fault. You didn't get flagged for it. You know, it's like he yeah. shouldn't have hung out there. Well, my teammates were doing that to me. They're giving me bad. I play like the center position. Okay. So it's like I post up in front of the in front of the cage. So they were passing the ball short. So then, like, if I don't have a true like um, advantage to getting the ball then everyone else could kind of just swim over you or beat the shit out of you to get the ball from you, right? So I kept getting, and then they just counter down the pool and then you get beat on a fast break. So I kept getting the shit beat out of me. So I finally, I'm like, all right, this time when the guy, if if it's a bad pass, when the guy jumps the pass to go make the steal, I'm gonna grab his suit and just like, you know, even if I get called for it, like I just can't keep getting countered. So sure enough, bad pass comes, guy goes to jump. I don't want to get countered. I grab his suit and pull him back. And I accidentally grabbed his suit towards the front and grabbed a handful of pubes so (laughs) when i pulled it when i pulled his suit i felt his hairs all tear oh so this big strong burly like military dude i just hear him from underwater i hear him go (laughs) right and so so i pop my head up and he pops his head up and i and i'm expecting him to like react emotionally and i'm just waiting for the fist hit my face and i'm gonna get into a brawl right guy comes up this is the most pimp thing ever guy comes up looks me in the face calmly looks at the side of my head where our our cap numbers are and he goes number eight and then he swims away from me and i go oh my god what's this guy gonna do like he's gonna meticulously take me apart and sure enough the rest of that quarter he kept switching like just nice and calm he'd be like i'm switching with you i got number eight switching i got number eight kept getting me and every time the ref wasn't looking he gave me one in the in the ribs or he gave me a kick to the chops or whatever so finally like the next time out i look over at him and i go hey bro i would never do that on purpose to another man like i didn't uh, like i apologize and you know he's like hey we're even don't sweat it and i go yeah we're even You've been beating the shit out of me for half a quarter he's like that's all i wanted to do just beat you for a while that's all right that's that's how men handle things right yeah <laughs> So they, always say, they always say in all sports, it's not the guy who throws the punch that gets in trouble. It's the guy who rea- who, who who throws the second punch reacting to it, right? Yeah. So I'm... that's what, he was being smart. He was like, I'm gonna get you back little by little.
0: <laughs> he worked it that's well. Perfect Good for him. I mean best he could. So uh, when you won the uh, were you coaching when you won boys and girls that year? Did you coach both squads?
2: So I've coached boys and girls over the years. Um, I've there's been certain years uh, throughout my coaching career that I've um, run a program and been the head coach. Um, but every championship I've ever won, I've been an assistant coach. Um, so right now, uh, for example, this is the best because I'm on the road so much. I would never be able to, um, you know, coach and you know you, you can only split your focus so much too, and it's not fair, especially with something like coaching kids like it's not right. fair for them to have a coach who we've all had that guy who's, yeah. who's not all invested who's not all there, he's distracted and you know that's look they only get one senior year they only get one junior year you know so yeah it's not fair to them you know so um i love it i love being the fun uncle come in use my knowledge my expertise my uh you know my passion for the game to build relationships with the kids but if i have an audition that day or i have um you know to go on the road for two weeks i'm like good luck guys see you when i get back <laughs> Yeah. you know so but you, you can't do that as a head coach but you could totally do it as the assistant
1: coach. right right so so let's get it straight that that means that obviously stand-up comedy is the first priority oh yeah man yeah. i mean
2: look yeah you, there's no reason to do stand-up comedy if you're not like all in i mean unless it's just a hobby and you do it for fun but if you're if you're doing it to to make a living or if you've committed to it for as many years as i have you're wasting your time if you're not like putting the work in you know
1: yeah absolutely how, there's how no long?
2: there's no worse feeling than turning down a gig when you oh, work this imagine. hard mm. to try to get to try to get booked somewhere and then they're like hey uh how about this weekend and then you're like oh i have this other commitment you know yeah, yeah. no you, you you have to ha- it has to be the thing where you go yes i will reschedule everything else unless it's other comedy you know
1: right right have you ever had issues with with the family life where you had plans and had to be like okay oh, this is a big one i can't pass this up
2: uh um, yeah, I'm sure there's been some stuff. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've missed birthdays and yeah. anniversaries and all kinds of stuff, but we, we, you know, you get good at it too. I, um, I took my family with me on the road for a year and a half in an RV when I moved from Florida to LA Yeah, and, and my kids were, uh, <clears throat> sorry. My kids were pretty young at the time. And, um, it, it was really, it built a good foundation for us. Cause You know, when I had a a day job and I was working a day job and I was doing comedy at night in the first few years and and my wife and I were newly married and had babies, um, you know, there was some of that. Yeah, where it was like you figure out like where's the balance and maybe she'd get upset if I missed something or I'd get upset that I had to turn on a gig or whatever, you know. But once we made the commitment to, hey, this is going to be my livelihood and then they came with me and actually saw what it was like and could relate. And felt like they were part of it like I, it's not something i was doing despite them you know it was something right. that sure. we we're doing together as a feel like we're team dave yeah. uh, on trying to make this comedy thing work um ever since then man we've we've been pretty pretty solid as a family as far as them understanding that i gotta do what i gotta do and you know every now and then you get those cool gigs where they could come with me you know we did that year and a half in the rv and then a couple summers after that we would do um uh usually a west coast trip where we go up to like vancouver and back and i do one-nighters so that was kind of like an annual family vacation where they'd come on the road with me and every now and then maybe i get like a gig where i got a really nice hotel room in like san diego or something yeah and they come with me for the weekend so you know you you try to make them part of it
0: that's awesome so that so that year and a half was that back in 2012
2: after you won my comedian miami yep it was right after that um they always tell you they always tell you that you know when you outgrow your your like you know city that you're in and it's not it's a little different now back in the day you knew that you had to go to new york or la at some point like it was a given you know like if you wanted to make a living at this now it's it's a little different because podcasting and youtube and the world's just a smaller place now you know um but back then like you knew you had to go so i always told people i'm like well that seems silly because if if you feel like you're at a time if you if, if you're gonna outgrow a place and you're obviously kicking ass there, so why would you it would be hard, even harder to leave, you know but right but I, I I knew I knew what they meant when it happened when all of a sudden I go, oh man, I'm doing everything I can do from here and it's still not enough. like sure still, I still feel like I have more to grow and more to more network and, and you know you, you, you recognize it when it happens and it's not a bad thing. you're not like saying you're better than them or too no. good for that area. You just realize like, oh, I'm prepared to go yeah. tackle something else, you know?
0: So how many years were you doing comedy before that decision making, life changing decision?
2: I feel like everyone knows this off the top of their head, except for me. I, uh, <laughs> I everyone's always like, today is my eighth anniversary of first selling a joke on stage. And I'm like, first few years for me were a blur. Like, yeah. um, I started doing uh, sketch comedy up in Charlotte, North Carolina in, like, 2000, probably one and two. I just oh, – wow. I did it, like, just – I fell in love with it. I was just like – I graduated college in 2000. I did – I chased my wife up to Charlotte, found this cool little sketch comedy place, and uh, did a little bit of stand-up there, like, you know, a little, like a little. Yeah. And then I moved down to Miami and probably – 2003 and that's when uh i started doing more stand-up and so just going to open mics and signing up for contests and driving two hours away to do five minutes and that kind of stuff and then 2008 was when i quit my day job uh 2009 around there i was working for my family's car business and uh the economy shit was hitting the fan around that time yeah. So it just felt like a good opportunity. I was starting to get some offers and opportunities to go travel. So I was like, well, let me take a year and see how it goes. And then 2013, we were still making it, or 2012, we were still making it work. And I got that best comic in Miami and I put my first album out. And so I go, now's the time. So I came up with that idea to go in the RV and we put the wheels in motion and it happened really fast.
1: Yeah. And how long was the RV trip supposed to last? Obviously, it ended up lasting
2: like a year and a half. It but... was supposed to. It's a great question. It was supposed to last three months. Okay. <laughs> there you and go. And people told me I was crazy for that. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, I got into the San Francisco com- uh, comedy competition, which was like right at the tail. I go, perfect. Right when we're getting into California, that starts. So we'll see how long it goes. And then we'll head down to L.A. Well, if you make it to the finals, you're in San Fran for a month. And I made the finals so okay. so we were in san francisco so it turned three months turned into four months and then we got down to la and i had gone in the middle of the trip i'd gotten an offer to do my first tv set which was for a show on nickelodeon called nick mom night out
1: yeah and yep.
2: uh so i flew to new york for one night to do that and i was having beers at the bar at the wrap party with the lady who's the vp of programming for the channel and uh just oh, well. just by happenstance was she's like oh are you sticking around in new york and i go no i left my family in an rv in vancouver canada i gotta fly (laughs) out tomorrow i'm headlining the club there she's like what so then uh when when we got to la my wife was like we're just getting good at this i'm not really ready to like move into an apartment or anything she's like could we travel a little bit more before we settle down and before that's awesome wow so i go all right well let me see and so i hit up that lady at nickelodeon and i ended up selling it to her as a web series and then i ended up uh you know shotgunning all the the road bookers and i booked up another like you know year of work basically and i was sending videotapes to nickelodeon and getting an extra paycheck from them during that time
1: so awesome it
2: kind of just worked but then we rolled into town and it was like gonna be like september or something like that and we're like we were ready to like have an address and <laughs> sign the kids up for soccer and have neighbors you know Yeah, that, right that aren't making meth
0: <laughs> but it, it... How much easier was it to have her support? I mean, to do it together. Was there ever a chance where you were nervous when you talked to her? Let's go on the road.
2: Oh, well, I was surprised that she was on board with the idea. And then once right. I started like looking into it, and like the 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 bookings started coming through geographically, and and I started mapping it out, and and I was like, hey, we could do this. Like it's it's making sense. You know, we found a renter for our house. Yeah. So then I was like, Well, are, are we are we in or are we out? And she was like, Let's do it. So then that was like we were excited for the adventure, you know? Um, but I knew I was like I was like, Man, I think a week into this I'm gonna know whether this was a great idea or a terrible
1: <laughs> Right, idea. right. How and old were like, the kids at the time?
2: I, they were young. They were like two and four, maybe. Oh, okay. Wow, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. They they both celebrated two birthdays on the road. <sighs> That's um cool. yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, so, so, you know, I I knew, I knew, I knew it was going to be, uh, a real, uh, seesaw one way or the other. And after the first like few days, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is actually really cool and fun. That's awesome. What a great uh, story, you know, to have the coolest coolest part about it is like, I've, I'd been dating my wife since I was 20. Right. So now we've been together 24 years from when we went on our first date, you know, um, (laughs) But at the time, you know, I think we were in a part in our life where it was like a real a real like uh a pivot point, you know, because we'd been together for over ten years in one way or another. We were just having kids, you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. You know, I think it's a, a make or break part for a lot of marriages where they're like, All right, is this are we evolving together or are we evolving away from each other? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I think I think her supporting me and then me taking her along and us having adventures and then just the we were, we started having conversations that we hadn't had in like a long time like we're just the kids are watching a dvd in the back car and we're on a road trip and we're just like talking about life and and stories and hey do I, do I ever tell you the time about when my dad did this on a road trip and she's like yeah but i don't remember tell it to me again and so it was like a total reconnection of like you know i nice. felt like we were dating again like cause yeah. we were just experiencing new things together again
1: that's cool yeah. And if you, if you can survive a year and a half on the road together, I, oh. I, I feel like you're good to go the rest of your life. You've, you've made
0: it in a closed oh, yeah. area. Yeah. Right. And no water polo. Ah, I'm assuming well, during that time,
2: I feel like God set me up with a lot of things that, that, that were to set me up for success later in life. So for example, like living in the RV uh, helped transition us into living in a small house in LA because you cannot afford a big house in LA. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you, you either, you, you just live in the small house until you're like a gazillionaire one day, and then maybe you can have a little bit of square footage. But so, so transitioning from our very, you know, uh, nice normal house in Miami to then living in a, a, a box on wheels for a year and a half. When we moved into this house, we were like, hey, this is kind of nice, <laughs> like, you know, in, indoor plumbing whoa right (laughs) right and then and then the other thing too is just that when i was working a uh you know a, a normal job i guess you would call it uh in the car business the hours were really long you know so when i was on the road and i was doing stuff for comedy i think whereas a lot of you know uh wives or partners would have a hard time like getting used to that she was like nothing was worse than the hours you worked then like those were those were the worst hours, you know, because I was yeah. gone all day, and then I come home and I was a zombie, was right. exhausted, you know. So now, like me being gone for two days, is like, yeah, it sucks I'm gone, but when I'm home, I'm home, like, you know. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. So definitely worse.
2: That's awesome to hear.
0: That, yeah, you know things happen.
2: Yeah. Um. What
1: What do you got coming up? Are you got Are you uh, on the road now? You got stuff coming up right now?
2: Yeah, I leave um tomorrow. Uh, to go on the fully loaded tour with um, Bert and uh, 10 of uh, you know some of the bigger name comics working today yeah so that's gonna be a blast and um, I'm sure they're gonna throw me up on a on a show or two or three but okay. I'm actually not booked as a comic I'm going to run the barbecue tent <laughs> in the tailgate area because the whole vibe of the festival is Bert wants to show other comics how he tours and and have that kind of fun and camaraderie that we always have as our, our team when we tour with bert so he you know he the, our barbecue is a big part of that so yeah like, for sure you gotta come you gotta cook we gotta instagram it and you know you, we have fans all the time for years that have been like we want to have your barbecue and it's like covid we're like nah man we're doing it by the bus behind a, a, right. a fence you know <laughs> like uh so now this is a, a time where we could be like all right you know what we're going to give some barbecue away. We're going to encourage oh. people to to do their own tailgating and we're going to throw the frisbee around and it's going to be a little bit more of a community event. You know, that's awesome. I know how fun. So, I, yeah, I, I'm stoked.
1: I saw, uh, I saw Carter Cruz on, on Josh Potter's podcast today. Yeah. And yep. she was t- talking about how Bert's got four buses for this tour. He's got one for the guys, one for the girls, one for the, mm. uh, g- g- g-
2: how production, production you know, like, and then one just as a party bus yeah one's just like a green room like a lounge yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be bonkers man he's taking uh, it to
0: a new level yeah oh
2: man he's taking it he's taking so many things to the new levels yeah um, yeah yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun man um I, i'm i'm really looking forward to it. it it's carter cruz for people that don't know is a um dj uh and a she's a beautiful dj yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i believe she used to work in the um yeah uh, Hmm. the adult Um, film industry they yeah yeah, they talked quite a bit about it this morning (laughs) or today (laughs) so um so she's a dj so she's gonna uh the funny thing is they were having a hard time finding the right fit for a dj
1: he's the perfect fit
2: (laughs) So I almost had to step in and DJ. They were they were gonna see if I could go up and DJ, but then they like she came through. and They were like, awesome, like you know. I was like, which is hilarious because they always make fun of my music choices when we're on the bus and drinking and listening to the Bluetooth or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got I, I'm holding down the barbecue. She's got the pre-show music on. So lock. she's
0: on the whole tour as well.
2: She's on the whole tour. Yeah. And then and then we got you know david tell and mark norman and Nikki glazer and taylor tomlinson and all these great comics that are going to be there and we're going to have disc offers coming out we got baskets set up we're going to be throwing discs around Um, uh everyone's going to be wearing flip-flops and hawaiian shirts and tank tops and summer vibing it man
1: wow man Bert knows how to do it we We, uh, are jealous we uh we were at the we're in wisconsin and uh we were at the Green Bay show back last October. Oh, I'm, that's one
2: of the one weekends I missed.
1: Okay, I was wondering, because I knew he was touring like with you and uh, Steve Ferry and Shane Torres, and uh, was it Trejo, was he touring? too? Yeah, it
2: was Trejo, yeah. And then you
1: guys were kind of doing every other night or yeah. whatever. And I was looking and I saw that like Shane and Steve had done the night before, and no offense to them, they were fantastic, wonderful, great, loved them. But I was kind of like, oh, Dave should be tonight then. <laughs>
2: we, it's your yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah we don't know normally it's the same people on for the whole weekend so whatever the weekend is it's the same same crew but i you know this past tour i was on almost every single uh, night um i just missed like one week here and one week there for random stuff and sure that actually you know this answers the question you had earlier i had some family visiting that one weekend so i had to take that one week off because you know i knew i had some family coming in town that uh, we wanted to spend time with and um and then bert facetimes me and he goes you fucked up <laughs> and, I, and i go i go why he's like man you stayed home the wrong weekend and i'm like what are you talking about and then he showed me all the jerseys signed by aaron Rodgers. And yeah he's like, aaron Rodgers came to the bus and hung out with us for like an hour and i was like no and then i still thought he was lying to me because you know he was just trying to like bust my balls for not being there and then he like a, like a few minutes later he posted the photo of him at air, and Aaron. i was like oh crap <laughs> that would have been cool Tour were
0: toward the stadium yeah they they had a great time in they're here. Yeah. You, you know just which is fun when with bird you know he shows so much stuff yeah yeah you're, it's like you're there you know it's fun to watch
2: totally man i get i have friends who get mad at me like if we're if we're on tour and then like we have a day that we're maybe like a little light on the Instagram stories, he's like, man, I woke up looking forward to, you know, you guys were talking yesterday that you were gonna do this. And that, and I'm like, well, we were in a river. I couldn't bring my phone with me in the river, like, yeah. you know, like, or whatever, like, but people really do look forward to it. I, I've, I've realized that, that it's like a big part of people's, you know, helping people get through, through you know, their day. And it's where people find entertainment now. And yeah, are actually like, dude, like sometimes like, I'll be worried about like certain people maybe I have a professional relationship with, right? And I'm like, D- are they gonna like look down on me because I'm 40 years old and I get drunk and wrestle my friends on a tour bus all <laughs> the night, you know? But then I see them and they're like, dude, when you were wrestling, Manzie, that was the fun. They're like, that just it's like you guys have so much fun. It helps me like realize that I should have more fun in my life and like, I need to right. like like and I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm glad that people receive it that way because <laughs> yeah, we're, cause I- we're just we're just being us, you know.
1: People are living vicariously through you guys, for sure.
2: Totally. So you are the uh, you are the bus disc golf champion as well, aren't you? Uh, I wish I could uh, claim that. I would say on the regular, Bert and Pete um, win the most. Okay. I, I'm like the Greg Norman. I always, <laughs> I always come in right in second and third place, like right there. I'm always right in the right in the mix, but somehow those guys always pull one out.
0: They're cheating. They're <laughs> cheating.
2: Probably. <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable how gifted athletically bert is it's it's
1: it's amazing (laughs) he's he seems to be good at everything
2: it's unreal it truly (laughs) is man like when you're not with him all the time like you think he's just like exaggerating it or cheating the video or whatever but i'm here to tell you he is sneaky athletic in everything
1: yeah yeah
2: he uh He's the only thing I've ever seen him not be like really, really good at was basketball. He was only marginal at basketball. And then, um, better than Segura, though. Yeah. And, like, even like, you know, like things like, uh, we went and did these like surfboards that are like electronic surfboards, you know, and they're pretty hard to get up on. And, like, you know, I grew up doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So I got up and it, it was really hard, but I, I was starting to get it. I was like, I'm not sure if any of these other guys are going to be able to do this. And then Burt just goes flying by. And like...
1: <laughs> oh, is that one of them ones that's like up above the water? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it
2: was really cool.
1: Yeah, those things look so, yeah, like to be hard to, hard to figure that out.
0: So do you, what do you prefer? Like this upcoming tour where you don't have to worry about the comedy and you're just cooking, which isn't your biggest passion, but.
2: No, I'll always choose doing jokes. I, I mean, I'd love sure. to jump up on every show, but going into it like just knowing that there's you know it's look man it's 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 fun to be a part of something where you re- respect and can and and you know like like i would be upset if i got booked to go and this has happened to me before where I've, I've been booked to go be someone's opener in a comedy club and then the headliner who happens to be on that weekend is like a guy who i've been friends with or have known for a long time and i'm like that guy should not be headlining over me you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah but but when you uh get to be invited to go along and watch guys like David Tell and Bert and Nikki Laser or whatever, like do their thing, then, you know, and then, you know, I, I know I'm sure I'll get thrown up on a few shows, like I said, but even if I didn't, like, I'm not mad at just going and doing barbecue, too. Like, I love right I, the bar, barbecue makes me so happy for the same reason that I got into comedy and why comedy became a passion of mine early on is because it's. Your success is essentially making other people happy, right? Oh sure, yeah. So, both do
0: it. Both so, both yeah, do so, that.
2: Yeah. So comedy, like, that's the goal. The goal, like, your litmus test for whether you did a good job or not is: are people happy? Barbecue is the same way, man. Barbecue is not the kind of thing where you really cook and you just cook it for yourself. You're cooking barbecue for the party. You're right. cooking barbecue to be like, hey, man, I took twelve hours and put a lot of time and effort and energy and love into this. Not because I wanted to eat it because I eat it all the time because I want to watch you eat it (laughs) and I want to watch you go, Oh man, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So, and it's not something that not everyone can do for themselves. Everyone could go cook a steak or cook a burger, but not everyone knows how to knock a brisket out of the park, you know? Yeah. There's science to
1: it for sure. Yeah. I got no clue.
2: It's the perfect combination of science meets art. Is a good slow cooked piece of meat. So (sighs) I I look forward. Look, I I love, I love, I've been, I've loved doing it for the guys on the team for a long time now. I'm looking forward to doing it for some new comics who are going to be there and experience it and and blow their minds. Like, you guys live like this. And then also the fans. Like, there's so many fans who are just as passionate about it as me. Yeah. I interact with them on Instagram all the time. It's going to be cool to have that. face-to-face interaction with them now and they can come and give me their tips. And I give them my tips and I'm like, I, I can't feed everybody. You know, I'm only going to have <laughs> right. so much. It's just going to be kind of like a fun thing to like get the party rolling and hopefully they're bringing their grills and grilling out, out in the parking lot or whatever. Yeah. But you know, for me to go like, Hey, try this and hand it to them and finally be able to do that. It's going to be fun.
1: awesome. And so you know,
2: of- that's, that's what's kind of cool too. So for my merch, cause every comic sells merch, I sell my own all purpose seasoning and yeah. rub. And that's been a really fun thing about that because people could order it or buy it at my shows, and I'm gonna be selling on this tour too. And then people tag me in their stuff when they're cooking, so it's like a real oh, connection yeah. point between me and fans for me to see what they're cooking and be a part of that.
1: That's fun. awesome. And then the rub is called Meat Dave, isn't? M-E-A-T.
2: Yep. Meat. Yeah, Dave. that's the name of my podcast is Meat Dave. So then yeah. I have the Meat Dave all-purpose rub and seasoning. Yep.
0: I did notice we have something in common when I was following your Instagram. Yeah. You periodically show your meat and play music songs i like to play songs and show my meat too just not the same
2: Well, (laughs) do you have do you have your own meat uh speedo that a company made for you (laughs) wow yeah yeah it's Uh, it's raw meat pattern and it says swim meat across the back across the ass (laughs) Uh, it's made by turbo thanks to my buddies at cap seven that's awesome that's
1: fantastic yeah. God damn so what what got you uh, started with uh, with barbecue
2: uh I really liked eating it <laughs> <laughs> What it comes down to it, right yeah. yeah and it was fun uh when I travel around the com- uh, I mean when I was in college I went to Auburn University as you might know uh, there was this place in Auburn called Byron's barbecue okay Byron's smokehouse is It's what it's called and so I found that place and uh fell in love with it and i ate there every other day probably and um then when i started traveling for comedy i made it a point to like be like well where's the best barbecue restaurant i like eating barbecue so whether i was in texas or kansas city or north carolina or whatever like i started getting exposed to more and more good barbecue yeah and then uh and then one day i got mad because i i came home to la and i'm like man they have all this good barbecue everywhere i go but i can't get good barbecue here in la so mm. i told my wife one day i was just like i'm teaching myself she's like all right so i went to <laughs> home depot that day and i bought a crappy old hundred dollar smoker and uh well it was new it wasn't old but it was crappy yeah uh and i started teaching myself and i was very bad at it and then i just kept kept trying i kept trying kept trying and it just became something i really enjoyed doing and and so i, w- I mean i was cooking like five times a week and i was just giving it away to neighbors because i was just i, w- I just wanted to practice you know yeah. And then and then I just started noticing that like I'd go out to the comedy clubs here in town and whereas most of the time you'd have the same cliche conversations with people where they'd be like, Are you going up tonight? Hey, where have you been on the road? And I'm like, I've been posting where I'm on the road. Obviously you're not paying attention. <laughs> but you know what they did pay attention to is they go, I saw you cook some ribs two weeks ago. How long does that take? And, you know, and that's all people wanted to talk to about like, Yeah. Oh, okay. So then it it became like a, a an identity and a conversation point and I started getting more and more into it and then I was like well if people want to talk to me about this i'm gonna start a podcast yeah you know like i needed to start one at that time anyways and it gave me an excuse when i went on the road to hit up the local barbecue store owner or pit master and then me pick their brain and learn from them and then when i started doing that i started becoming friends with a lot of these guys in that space and the barbecue community is awesome so they're very encouraging and everything so yeah. anyways it just it just avalanche from there
1: yeah, and fast, I, I,
2: fast forward to now, I have like five smokers in my front yard in L.A. I've spent <laughs> thousands of dollars on them. <laughs> are you at? Are you at
1: this point the best barbecue in El Segundo?
2: I would go out on that limb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of yeah. a lot of good a lot of dads out here that post some pretty good pictures, but I definitely have the best reputation, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you have do you have any dreams of barbecue restaurant at some point? Or it j-
2: sure, I've toyed with the idea, but look, it's like we were saying before. The second I open a restaurant, unless I'm just an investor or just lending my name to it, whatever, then you are no longer a full-time comic because running a successful restaurant takes all of your time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would rather do first because I think that you could set it up retail-wise and maybe not be as hands-on. I'd love to open a butcher shop. Oh, sure. Butcher shops are my favorite thing. Like I never (laughs) understood – I never understood why people would go into a record shop. I was never into, like, music that way where I could go into a record shop and spend an hour, like, just browsing and never even buy anything I just talk to someone about, oh, I saw fish in, you know, 19, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, but that's the way I am in butcher shops. Like, even if I'm not going to buy anything, I go in. I like to see how they have the counter set up. I like to talk to the butcher about, you know, his, his uh, you know, opinions on grass-fed and grain-finished, all that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, wow. And uh, it's just – it's just a fun place for me to connect with people who are into something that I'm into, which is, um, healthy, um, you know, well-cared for meat.
0: Nice. So if you had to, your style of cooking, what part of the country do you mimic after
2: um, when you mentioned,
0: um, you know, okay. Kansas city and De- Texas and all that.
2: The easy answer is Texas, Texas style. Barbecue is the gold standard of my mind. Uh, okay. Salt, salt and pepper. Very simple. Let the wood, let the, let the smoke do the flavoring but with that said i also because i travel so much like to think that i've been influenced by a lot of different regions and you know uh, make it my own
0: blend a couple different okay
2: yeah that's one of the fun (laughs) things about about cooking on the tour bus is that half it's like a reality show like half the battle is just um using what you got like you you might be like oh shoot i didn't realize i was out of this kind of rub well i got these rubs let me mix them together like a mad scientist and Oh, I'm out of, uh, you know, honey, but I have syrup. Maybe I'll put a little syrup on the ribs or, you (laughs) know, like, uh, oh, I don't have any apple cider vinegar, but I have whiskey. Maybe I'll use that to spritz. You know, you just piece it together with what you got. Like, oh, I don't have a a grill. Peter threw my grill away, so I have to figure out a way to sear. (laughs) these steaks after i uh you know reverse sear them in the in the smoker so then i just uh grab some charcoal and uh grab a, a a grate off the smoker and i i build a smoker just to sear them on real quick you know like you just it's just fun being inventive on the road and work i was gonna say like that didn't,
1: that didn't sound like a hypothetical story that sounds like something oh, that no, actually <laughs> those are all
2: things that have happened <laughs> <laughs> damn, you, I... damn you peter <laughs>
0: yes, like yep this happened well you
2: know what's cool too man is we get so much um uh you know so many grateful fans give us cool stuff as just like gifts on the road yeah so it's really cool too to use that because we have really quality stuff like really like pure organic honey that someone will bring us you know and i'm like well i'm gonna use that in a recipe for sure i'll make like a honey honey uh, glaze to put on like salmon or whatever that put in the smoker um or someone gives us like you know a local coffee shop brings us really fresh ground coffee and i'm like oh i'll make a java rub to put on some beef or something you know so it's, it's fun to source really high quality fresh cool stuff that's got a story behind it that's someone that we met somewhere we just were you know
0: sure sure so do you have a your menu planned out for the for the tour are you gonna plan out a menu or are you just gonna wing it
2: Yes, I, here's the menu. Are you ready? Uh, item one: flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> nice.
1: That's perfect.
2: Uh, but if, if you
1: have, if you had to uh, really, really impress somebody, what's your? Uh, ooh, go ahead. What's your what's your big go to? Uh,
2: so night one. Um, there's a company called Meats by Linz in Chicago. Uh, okay. Who, who's one of the best? Um, I like I you said those pre-made, ready-to-go. <laughs> respect. Uh, so meets by Linz is one of the biggest and best distributors of dry-aged meat in the country and in the world. And I've gotten to build a friendship with them. And they're really cool people with an awesome family business. And uh, they are going – we're flying into Chicago to then drive to South Bend. And so – because uh, our first show is Thursday and South Bend. So Wednesday night, we're, we're having a kickoff dinner for the comics and for the crew members and whatever. So they've supplied me with some badass steaks, some dry-aged tomahawks and ribeyes and whatever that I'm going to cook on Wednesday night. And uh, that, I hope, is one of those meals that I'm out to impress and be like, this is what you have to look forward to.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know,
2: beef ribs is always a, a, a crowd pleaser. Um, brisket, of course, is always a crowd pleaser. Uh, I think that my best dish is uh, pork ribs. So I like doing pork ribs a lot. Probably do a good amount of pulled pork, uh, pork belly burnt ends. Yeah, or something that people don't get very often and really love. Um, You know, so many things you could do in the smoker from, you know, bacon-wrapped sriracha meatloaf to uh, (sighs) jalapeno poppers, uh, candied bacon um, you can make in the morning. Um, you know, uh smoked salmon is is one of my the, the things that gets the requested the most by the guys. You could do a whole turkey, spatchcock it down, throw a turkey in the smoker. Um, chicken thighs, chicken wings. Jesus. Um, I mean, you could just you can go bonkers, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry.
1: Yeah,
0: you're talking through. I'm like, I'll take them all. <laughs> they sound all delicious. But if I yeah,
1: pork belly. And if it, I see it, that anywhere, I I get it every time.
0: That's that's yeah. one of my faves.
1: And any oh, of your in any of your trips to chicago have you ever gone into michael jordan's steakhouse and had their candied bacon appetizer
2: no i don't think i ever have i think i went to Ditka's one time
1: yeah
2: yeah they're admitted to michael jordan
1: oh that candied bacon is so good (laughs) that's one of the ones that you never you just like oh i'll never forget that
2: i'll put it on the i'll put it on the bucket list
0: yeah yeah it's worth going in there for for that absolutely well that that sounds amazing so shout out to you. what's the meet place again why don't you give it give it another uh, shout meets, out
2: Meets by lynn's and then speaking of chicago i'm going to be back there after the fully loaded tour i yeah. head straight to the midwest and i'm going to do a one-nighter in fort wayne indiana at summit city comedy club and then over to chicago to headline the chicago improv uh june 30th to july 2nd That's and then awesome. that kick you guys were asking me earlier that kicks off a bunch of dates i have over the summer um cool going uh, up to Canada to work um, Calgary the laugh shop and Winnipeg um, Rumors Comedy Club and while I'm in Rumors my buddy Mel from Dark Side of the Grill is going to drive his smoker over from uh, the backwoods where he lives uh, up in Canada and we're going to do a barbecue pop-up in Winnipeg and then um, I got some other uh, tour dates over the next few months where I'm going to incorporate barbecue into my show
1: nice nice and you did a tour back during the
2: pandemic where you pulled the
1: meet dave tour and went to how, barbecue uh,
2: restaurants and yeah how you I, did, up, I did, how did i you did come up with that
0: what was the inspiration for that just to well, get out and work
2: so yeah so i i was super lucky that i was one of the few comics who was working in the whole world because uh bert came up with the idea to go do the uh, drive-in movie theater tour and then uh you know i knew that that was going to wrap up and then bert was going to go shoot his movie in serbia and so uh I wanted to you know, I wanted to hit I was ready to hit the the, hit the road and go do my my hour and my tour dates, but Comedy booking was very uh, Competitive because one not every comedy club was open yet two, a lot of big-name comics were just then themselves getting back on the road and so they were doing clubs instead of doing theaters Sure. And um, you know, capacity was limited at a lot of places. There was just a lot of so I realized like I should just create my own venues because this is going to be difficult to fill the calendar up. And then I had the idea. I go, well, my audience right now is is barbecue people. I go, so what if I, uh, you know, uh, basically cater to them, but also at the same time help out a lot of barbecue restaurants that have struggled through the pandemic, and and give them a reason to have something to look forward to and an event you know that's easy to pull off and i started reaching out and everywhere was into it
0: i bet yeah, yeah what it, a great like combination s-
2: some of them had a hard time because maybe they had staffing issues or they just like you know the the laws in their area weren't you know uh, loosened up yet uh, enough yet but uh I, I booked enough to have a two-month tour where i was just going constantly and i, I bought a travel trailer and wrapped it like you said <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and instead of bringing my family with me this time, I brought two friends of mine who just graduated uh, film school, and they didn't have any jobs lined up yet, so they were like, "We'll go with you." So they they came with me, a boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, and they filmed the whole thing and helped me run production and all that. So it it, it ended up being a blast.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Can, wow. And you, so they you filmed it all? Is that
2: I, I filmed it all?
0: Where can you see it?
2: Well, so a uh, couple places. One. We've been chopping up because what I did is we we'd all eat barbecue at the place, right? In some some places it was like a Tuesday in Greenville, South Carolina, and I have twenty people, right? Other places it was like Friday in Denver and I had over hundred people, you know? So it was very grassroots. Just I, I just wanted to I just wanted to do my hour for anyone who would come out and yeah and, and, and wanted to hang with me, you know? Yep. So um so anyways, we would do we we'd we'd show up, we'd eat barbecue at that whatever the location was we'd mingle and that was kind of like i was being my own opening act you know then we'd start the show and i would do an, an hour and then i would call the pit master or the owner of the restaurant or whoever uh, up at that point and we would do a barbecue q a and sometimes oh. that sometimes that would go for like longer than the show <laughs> went like people were so into it we started telling stories and answering questions about barbecue and and so uh, I you know, I taped all those interviews. So we're, we've been ripping those interviews slowly but surely and putting them out on my podcast as podcast episodes. I'm gonna start putting them up on my YouTube soon. Um, and then uh, I I've used a lot of that footage to put together a sizzle reel. I'm trying to sell a TV show. Nice. And then, um, you know, I always have it in the can if we ever wanna put it together as like a documentary or like, you know, kind of a documentation of doing that tour.
1: Yeah. And oh, if you fun. if you wanna if you want to see a good title or a good uh description for a podcast, your latest one that came out with uh brisket, bacon, and bourbon. If you're not gonna listen to that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, you got uh the three perfect, yeah, the three things you need right there.
2: Oh, that was the one with uh Ed from Handsome Devil Barbecue up in New York. Yeah, he's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good episode. Um uh, so besides
0: of uh, putting those out as episodes and your podcast. Um, how do you, are you still reaching out to restaurants? To, is that who I you mean, have?
2: So like to go do a tour like that, I think would be, I would need a much larger budget to start with and not <laughs> grassroots it. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was pretty aggressive, especially with gas prices these days. Yeah.
0: yeah right, oh, geez, right? yeah. Uh,
2: but just the, you know, it was like, I went from having, you know, uh, uh, a whole team around me when I'm touring with Bert to being like, <laughs> You know the driver, the cook, the the, you know I I had to do it all. It it was exhausting. Yeah, and Um, you still got to do the comedy part. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So when you're on uh, your own, you do. I mean, you don't bring. Do you? Do you grill?
2: Yeah. Well, that trip, that that trip I did. That trip, it was like yeah.
0: But like your upcoming tour, are you gonna?
2: So so uh yeah, like so basically in the spirit of. Proving the concept with that tour and seeing that there's um, people out there that are enjoying the marriage of the two passions I have. Um, You know, a lot of my dates this summer, some of them are just straight up comedy shows. Um, But even just my normal comedy shows, I'm still going to be selling my rub after the show. And I'm still going to always answer questions at the end of the show if you have any about, you know, I I usually like at the end be like, do you have any barbecue questions (laughs) Q&A? And that's friend that, awesome. you know, l- lends to at least one or two funny answers or stories, you know? So, um, and sometimes if there's someone local, because, you know, in every city now, I have barbecue friends. So at least once they'll come out to a show over the weekend. And then I'll ask them if they'll come up and do like a and a with me. Oh, know? that's so cool. So, nice. But like Z- Zanie's in Nashville, they want me to come do a whole barbecue show where, where you have like, um, with a, there's a butcher cr- a shop across the street from them. So we want to do uh, food in the parking lot, like tailgate style uh, before the show and then do the comedy show and then do like a formal Q and A, uh, after show. So that'll be more of a meet Dave show, you know, um, I'm going to go to Columbus, Ohio this summer and do like a 30 minute set at the uh, big green egg festival. But, um, you know, I'm also going to be there the entire day with a microphone hosting the event. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's comedy, but it's also just, they just want me there for my love of barbecue and my personality. (laughs) There you go. We're, I'm bummed. We're gonna
1: be in. We're actually gonna be in Nashville like two weeks after you're you're there. So oh, actually, we just
2: rescheduled that date, so maybe uh oh, like, yeah, really, we're we're pushing it back probably in October, so <laughs> it might work out for you.
1: Oh, that could be good news.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep
1: my eyeballs on that. Yes. There. So if you uh if if uh, newbie who was just getting into the game came to you and asked you what what are the things that I need to buy just to get started?
2: <laughs> uh, really, any smoker whatsoever yeah um so yeah look man everyone's snobby about you have to have an offset and learn the right way buy whatever smoker you think you'll actually use right so whether that's a digital smoker you plug into the wall um whether that's a pellet smoker whether that's a you know an offset gravity fed barrel big green egg whatever it is buy something that you'll actually not be intimidated to fire up and use you know yeah um and some people have more free time than others so if you don't have a lot of free time, you need to come home and just fire the smoker up quickly. You probably need a pellet smoker. If you have time to tend to it a little bit, you can get a big green egg and then you have time to start the fire, let it get hot, you know, whatever, tend to it. It's a process.
0: But, I mean, it's a day process.
2: Yeah, I you know. That's what I love about it. It's it's an investment in time.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: It, it, it's a whole day I could sit in my hammock and then my wife's like, Hey, could you help me with this? I'm like, I'm cooking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect
2: you got you got anything on right now is there something cooking right well, now well you know funny enough i bought a, a, <laughs> a rack of, rack of lamb from costco a couple of weeks ago and uh i threw it in the freezer because we got so busy i never got to it and then i pulled it out and thawed it and uh was gonna cook it tonight because i'm like i gotta cook this i'm leaving tomorrow right yeah and i and i opened the bag and it, it kind of smelled a little funky <laughs> and so I it probably would have been fine and I probably I was really looking forward to eating it tonight but I just ended up throwing it away cuz I was like we leave at 8 a.m. tomorrow to go on tour I don't even have diarrhea on like the first day of tour. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but if it's delicious it might be worth it. might it. be worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, but before we let you go I just got to ask for like one crazy uh Burt tour bus story. What's your what's the craziest antic that you that's happened in that thing that you can tell people about? <laughs>
2: mm, man.
1: Um I mean are you guys really up till four or five o'clock in the morning all the time drink i mean is that
2: yes <laughs> god <laughs> yeah we stay up late a lot um you know uh man there's some good ones we i mean we were we were playing disc golf in the middle of the night one time and we uh we were getting cold so we set the basket up in <laughs> Inside the bus, <laughs> and we were throwing the discs from the back of the bus to the front, and we were like, the next day we were talking about, it, we we're like, I mean, it was funny and I made a great video, but we we're like, what a terrible idea! Like, <laughs> you know? Just Wait. a terrible idea. Is, is like, anybody trying to? Sleep we at the... br- yeah, we're lucky we didn't break everything. You know? Right, right. Um, I saw some of then, those
0: throws. Yes.
2: Yeah, and then <laughs> I mean, there's just been wrestling matches where like the entire bus was in, and it's like. <laughs> I I, the the best the the best was during the pandemic during the pandemic was the best because we really appreciated it because you were like we our our tour got interrupted we went home yeah and then we're all bummed out that our tour got canceled and then a few months later like you know nobody had hung out with anybody in months you you hadn't seen any of your friends like this is before anybody was like you were in your bubble you know and then Bert calls up and goes do you want to go on tour we're gonna (laughs) do it totally safe he's like. It's it's we have a responsibility to do this right because if we get COVID, that's going to ruin it for everyone else who wants to go try to tour this way because they're going to be like, yeah, you guys are being irresponsible. That's why you got COVID. So we can't go out. Even if bars are open, we can't go out to bars. We can't take pictures with fans. Like we we have to Mm -hmm. stay in our bubble. So that just meant it was just us every night cooking uh, doing what we call sneeze-nice snackers, where we take all the leftovers every night when we get drunk and we try to make the craziest concoctions we can and eat, like, <laughs> late-night snacks. Um, awesome. and then um And then, you know, uh, the night just evolved. Because like, we were in a field every night, too. Like, we were, like, in a field, like, uh, wherever the drive-in movie theater was. So then it just turns into us, like, hitting golf balls in the middle of the night in the <laughs> summer or going out, like, with flashlights. So one night it rained, and the bus was supposed to leave at, like, you know, like three in the morning or something. So, so Ron comes. He he's, he has to sleep in a hotel so that he can actually get sleep. And sleep <laughs> the house. so Ron shows up, and we're still drunk, being idiots and walking around the rain somewhere or whatever. And Ron goes to pull the bus out, and the bus gets stuck in the mud. Right? Oh shit! So now you got three or four drunk idiots, all with ideas of how we're gonna get the bus out of the, and we're like there's like these metal barricades we're trying to shove under the tires and we're slipping in the mud and falling and just laughing we're all covered in mud like i have another idea like you know like and so then in the middle of all of that in the middle of all of that manzi who's our cameraman who was probably drunker than anybody all of a sudden you see like a, a headlight fly- fire up right and manzi like we see his headlight coming charging towards us and ron we're all like what the fuck is that and manzi or, or no ron goes I think Manzy's in a a, a forklift. <laughs> sure enough, he found a forklift that had keys in it, and he comes charging over, and he had this idea of like forklifting the. And I can't, I went running. I I got sober real fast. I went over. I was like, Man's you can't do this. He goes, No, I think it'll work. I go, Even if it works, you can't do this. Like, it's not like like there's like insurance and legalities and all kinds of stuff. Like like we're just gonna call it tow truck. All right. <laughs> So we had to call it we had to call, call a tow truck that night <laughs> oh
1: that's great hey, a for effort told you know right it's amazing how, how intelligent we get after that wow. many beverages heck yeah <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> nice nice <laughs> all right well we'll let you uh promote and get out of here we have you gotta you gotta be on the road bright and early tomorrow so we really appreciate you uh spending some time with us man
2: yeah thanks man i gotta pack and then I'm going <laughs> to try to take my family to see Top Gun tonight for Father's Day. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I saw it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, that's what everyone's saying. I'm pretty pretty pumped.
1: Nice. All right. Well, promote away.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, best way to keep in touch with me is at DaveWComedy on Instagram. Um, it's my Twitter, too, but I'm not very active on there. Um, and my website with my schedule is at DaveWilliamsonComedy.com. That's also the website where you could buy my All Purpose Rub or any of my previous albums. I'm coming to Fort Wayne, I'm coming to Chicago, I'm coming to Calgary, I'm coming to Tampa, I'm coming to uh, Winnipeg, I'm coming to Nashville eventually, also Nashville, Indiana. Oh, I'm coming to Indianapolis for a one-nighter at Helium, really excited about that. Uh, Probably two or three other cities that I'm forgetting about, but schedule is either on my Instagram or DaveWilliamson.com, DaveWilliamsonConemy.com, either of those work and meet Dave podcast and if you like water polo i'm also the host of the Tony Azevedo podcast oh yeah with we my didn't even buddy, touch so he, on that yeah uh, we didn't talk he's, yeah he's the michael jordan of water polo so you should see his candy bacon and his uh his steakhouse it's really good too
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> and and i hey you know what i'll i'll tease something all right tease away tease this is a cocktails with dimples in the beard exclusive i've not not put this out publicly yet But my best friend, Forrest Shaw, who is also a comedian from Miami, Florida, uh, he also uh, has a a, a rich background as a waterman. Uh, He's very (laughs) aquatically inclined. Uh, He was a marine biologist before uh, becoming a full-time stand-up comic. Wow. So he and I are uh, starting a new podcast in July, and it will be called The Merman. (laughs) nice Mer-man. all right we'll Fantastic. look forward to that
1: absolutely cool cool
0: it's gonna
2: be a fun one it's gonna be really fun
0: nice we're from back
2: i hope the october date works out yeah right for us i'm, I'm gonna yeah selfishly definitely gonna be <laughs> yeah, keeping done. our eyes on that national date hey i've been trying to i one of my favorite clubs in the country is a comedy on state in madison there so I, i've been trying to hit them oh. up and get, get a date so maybe that'll come through too man i would love i'd love to come back and see them it's the best club in the country
1: but we yeah we hear that so much and we're gonna we're gonna tag them on and tell them to bring you there because we'll, we'll we would be there you go there we'll be there yeah absolutely absolutely all
2: right. hey war eagle guys go tigers oh yeah war eagle <laughs> that's, that's a college world series are they yeah nice nice all right well have fun on the
1: fully loaded tour man and thanks so much again for giving us some time we appreciate it
2: dimples beard i
1: appreciate you
0: thank you <laughs> thank you have a great evening
1: happy father's day yeah happy father's Bye, day God. thank you for listening The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously though, get your asses out of here.